You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you. All right, everyone, we've got Richard Jacobs on here today, and we are going to talk about his sleep pillow and kind of sleep and how it affects uh, fitness. All right. How you doing, guys? How's it going? Hey, Richard. How are you? Good, good. So could you tell us just to get started a little bit about your device and um, yeah, just elaborate further on it? Yeah, I've, uh, you know, I'm not the skinniest guy on the planet and uh, I'm also getting a bit older. I'm 44 and I've had sleeping problems for a long time, you know, like apnea, snoring, um, just not sleeping well, that kind of thing. And I got tired of it. And, um, you know, I was talking to my wife last October, you know, we were laying in bed and I was complaining to her that my pillow is getting soft again. And she said, oh, I'll take your pillow. And I said, you've had like 20 pillows in the past two years. What do you need mine for? And she said, well, you know, maybe it'll work better for me. And I, I said to her, why don't they make a pillow that's customized to the person? Because, you know, whenever I go to the store or Amazon, there's king, queen, hard, soft, firm, whatever. I, I don't know if it's going to work for me and they don't last long and I'm just tired of it. And she says, well, you know, you, you've always got ideas. Go do something about it then. So I said, okay, I will. I, I decided to create a, a company that you know creates a customized, custom tailored pillow. So that's really how the idea started. Um, and then how it's done is uh, I wanted to make it really easy, and I wanted to make it truly custom for people. So uh, what we do is we have someone take a picture of the person that wants the pillow, and then I use um, a machine vision AI algorithm that extracts measurements from the person. You know how long is their face, how tall is their head, how wide are their shoulders, etc. And that way we can create a custom tailored, custom thickness sleeping pillow for the person, you know, if they're a side sleeper or a back sleeper. So that's like the overall sketch of the idea. That's really cool. And so like, yeah, that sounds amazing. do you, uh, are you looking to add different materials or do you have use the same material? Well, what I see in the market is people are using like different materials, you know, oh, this one's, uh, you know, breathable. This one's hypoallergenic. This one's this, that, and the other. And then there's other companies that are like, oh, we're putting AI in the pillow where it, it monitors your sleep and it, it tells you to do this, that, and the other, and we're putting electronics in the pillow. You know, this is actually a mechanical solution. And the reason why it works is like, you know, listeners and you guys, like tilt your head to the side and then put a little bit of weight on it. You know, just imagine, this, you know, because your head weighs about 10 pounds, right? So tilt your head to the side, put weight on it, and sit like that for eight hours. What do you think, what do you think is going to happen to you? Your neck's going to be all messed up, your back, your shoulder, everything. 
So when you sleep, if your pillow is not high enough or if it's too high, your neck's not in alignment. And again, there's weight on you because of your head. And you're laying like that for eight hours or six hours or nine hours. So it's no surprise that millions of people wake up with neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain. It takes them hours to fall asleep. Some people, they wake up 10 times during the night and flip-flop over. Um, you know, people snore because you're, if you think about your windpipe, it's just like a garden hose. You know, what happens when you kink a garden hose? It goes <clears throat> and it spurts out, you know? So that's what happens with snoring. Your your windpipe gets a little bit kinked because of your head position, your body position. And, you know, if you're overweight and all that, and it, and you start to snore because you're trying to breathe. And uh, if it gets real bad, you get apnea and your throat literally closes up while you sleep and you gasp for air. So this is a mechanical solution. If I can know your body measurement and make you a pillow that keeps your neck aligned all night long, well, it reduces snoring. It sometimes impacts apnea. It certainly helps neck, back, and shoulder pain. And if you lay on it and I've got it right, you go, ah, oh, this is pretty good. And you fall asleep faster and you stay asleep longer. So simple solution, but it hasn't been out there until now. Um, did you ever get to the point where you had to use like a CPAP or anything? I didn't. Um, luckily, I, uh, you know, well, luckily I uh, got cancer a few years ago and um, I woke up and I was like, all right, well, you know, I really need to like take care of my health with the quickness. So I, I changed my diet and lost like 50 pounds and, you know, did a lot of other things. And luckily everything seems to be good, but uh, that helped a lot. Um, so I sleep on my sides, but uh, that seems to have gotten rid of the apnea. And my wife said, I don't snore anymore. And especially with the pillow and everything. So it's, uh, that's what worked for me. That's pretty cool. So do you, um, is there like a guarantee on the pillow or like can you make modifications to the pillow after the first run? Yeah. Well, well the nice thing is the pillows, uh, even after you get it, um, we designed it so that it's really easy to take out or add in filler. We sell it with like an extra filler pack. So what I noticed is like almost any pillow tends to flatten out after a few months. You're laying on it. You know, your head weighs, again, about 10 pounds. So it's squishing and squishing and squishing the pillow. So um, we, again, extra booster filler pack. So you could always add a little bit to keep it in good shape. Or if you get it and maybe it's a little bit too thick, you take out a little bit. Um, so we have guidelines on that. So these pillows last a lot longer than normal pillows. And there's also design elements that make the pillow, which I can go into if you want, but that make it last a lot longer. I've, you know, we had, I, I had pictures taken of like literally a hundred test subjects. And I looked at how they sleep and how they lay on their sides and backs and everything. And we went through like 20, 30 iterations of the design. And I, you know, I filed patents on all this stuff, the, the AI picture taking and the design itself um, to get it right. But now we've got it right and we're getting great feedback. But regardless, we're offering a, you know, a lifetime guarantee in the pillow anyway. If you use it and it's no good and we can't fix it for you, then uh, you know, if you, if you want to give up, we'll give you the money back, no problem. But we've, we've almost never had that, which is great. Because he's got a big head. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. I mean, I I think of it like a suit. Um, just about every suit that I wear, because I'm kind of like shaped like a barrel. Uh, <laughs> I have to have tailored to me. Um, you know, just to even fit right and feel comfortable. So, um, I mean, and I'm also very picky about my pillows. I'm kind of known to pack my pillows in my suitcase. Um, just to travel with because. Um, that's the one thing that definitely makes a difference in my quality of sleep. So um, I definitely see a great value in, in your product. Um, can you tell us where people could find um, your pillows? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the website is goodnightsleepproject.com. So leave off the the, but it's goodnightsleepproject.com and nights is plural. Okay. And that's the whole goal cool. of it. Again, is you know, everyone's got seven nights a week to sleep. 
if you're sleeping well two nights a week, I want to get you to three or four nights a week. I may not get you to seven, but I want you to feel better as much as you can and uh, you know, wake up feeling good. Going back to what we were talking about on your podcast, um, have you had anybody that you know uses smartwatch tracking or have you done any sleep studies to kind of show that their sleep has improved? Yeah, I've gotten plenty of testimonials um, you know, from chiropractors, sleep professionals, customers and all that. And then we're talking to a couple of universities because I'm trying to do exactly that uh, when it gets sleep study done, where we give like, you know, 100 people the pillow and then give them a regular pillow after that. And then, you know, another group where we give them a regular pillow, uh, sorry, we give them our pillow and then we give them a regular pillow after that and switch it up. So that's in progress. It just takes time and, and money and effort to get like a formal study like that. Oh, yeah, we know. I definitely know that one. Um, so... Just going over it because we we need to kind of tie this into fitness a little bit. Um, did you yeah. experience any weight loss from getting better sleep? You said you lost fifty pounds, right? Yeah, I think a lot of it was diet. Um, okay. You know, studies do say that if you don't sleep well and you have apnea and things like that, it leads to weight gain. So right. I'm sure that contributed over the years to my weight gain. You know, but um, I don't think it was just the sleep that made me lose weight. I think it was a combination of a lot of things. But you know. Like, what I can tell you, and I think everyone knows this, like there's been times in your life where you slept really well and you woke up and felt great. And there's times where you slept like crap and you woke up and you like, Ugh, and you didn't feel good all day and you just wanted to go back to sleep. And, you know, what I've learned, it's funny about fitness, working out and sleeping and all this stuff. When you feel good, all the relationships in your life are better. And when you don't feel good, you're short with people, you yell at your wife, you yell at your kids, you're, you know, you're you can mess up business deals. I mean, you yell at your clients or you're just short with them. So working out a real big reason to do it and a real big reason to sleep well is that you feel good because the better you feel good, again, the all your relationships will improve because you won't be a jerk to those people. Yeah, there's, yeah, that's a great. there's tons of studies to show that um, it boosts brain performance and uh, anxiety, it lowers anxiety and then also helps with athletic performance. Yeah, all, all sorts of um, research is pointing to exactly that, uh, especially the hormones. And um, like you were saying, I mean, uh, Richard, you, when people sleep better, you know, you actually are going to crave better foods. Like you're not, you're not going to crave bad foods. You're going to have make better decisions. You're going to be um, a little bit more spunky and happier uh, about, you know, making some of those tougher decisions. Whereas when you don't get good sleep, you know, you don't feel like making any of those decisions. You're lethargic. Um, you know, it just, it kind of seems to spiral downhill. So um, I can see how, you know, health is related health greatly to sleep. And there's a lot of other factors that play into that that people don't really think about. Yeah, like if you don't sleep well, you don't want to go to the gym. Imagine the thought of going to do a hard workout when you didn't sleep well. You're like, I I'm not going to do it today. I'll do it tomorrow. You know, I just, I feel like, ugh. So, so in terms of yeah. physical performance, physical fitness, it can prevent you from doing a workout. Or if you've got to perform that day in an athletic event or wherever, you're not going to do as well because you just don't feel as good. Yeah, I mean, your body literally can't recover. It can't clear out the uh, the harmful side effects of the reactions in your brain. So like your cerebrospinal fluid will not actually drain out some of the necessary things to function properly. Uh, your muscles won't recover. So there's a lot of things that can definitely be dramatically affected by sleep. Yeah, I mean, spacing in your spine, there's just so many things that are related to that. And, um, you know, like you said, if you're not getting quality sleep or enough sleep, um, all of those things that we mentioned are going to be affected. Yep. 
So kind of piggybacking on um, what you've done with the pillow, are there any things, because we have a lot of entrepreneurs that also listen to the show, um, are there anything, any words of advice that you could give them? Yeah, um, well, I, I give them sleep advice. So, you know, again, a lot of people say, oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead or, you know, I'm young and strong. I'll be fine. I'll catch up in the weekend. You know, like plenty of studies shown that's that's not going to work. And you're not going to get optimal optimal performance. So if you're an entrepreneur, you have to do business deals. You got to grow your business. You got to work long hours. You got to think, you know, and grow that thing. And you're just not going to do it if you're feeling like crap all the time. So you've got to sleep. You may think like, oh, I could save a lot more time if I just sleep five hours a night versus eight. But you're going to lose far more than if you just sleep what's what's needed. And then um, if you're growing a business and you're an entrepreneur, or again, you're an athlete, or you just want to improve your health, like you have to invest in your sleep. So it's not just pillow. Like you need a good mattress. Um, I have blackout curtains so the light doesn't come in because I, I keep very late hours. You know, I don't want the sunlight coming in and waking me up early. Um, you know, I'll take melatonin sometimes. Um, I have multiple pillows I use, not just the head pillow. You know, and again, I have it cut all customized now. Um, sleeping masks, things like that. Like sometimes it takes a lot and you may think like, this is ridiculous or, you know, I should just be able to sleep, but you just got to do it. I mean, you've got to like do whatever it takes to help you to sleep better. Like when I travel, just like, just like one of you guys, I think it was Chuck that said it. I take my custom pillow with me because if I go to an Airbnb or a hotel or a friend's house, chances are they're not going to have a good bed and I'm going to sleep like crap. And then if I have a meeting the next day, it, it's going to be horrible. You know, or I may not fall asleep for three hours and, and I'm just going to feel like, oh, so you got to it's not always easy to fix your sleep. And it's not always just one thing that will fix it, but it's definitely worth your time. I mean, there's a reason why all creatures spend about a third of their hours sleeping and why people have to spend a third of their life sleeping. Nature wouldn't have done that for no reason. So if you try to shortcut that, I mean, you're really hurting yourself in so many ways. Well, the um, research shows, too, that. Um, the reason why humans developed a bigger brain is because we started sleeping. Um, so it definitely, definitely is a huge thing to consider. Um, we wouldn't have evolved to where we are now if we wouldn't have started sleeping longer. And there are many other species that do not sleep as long, especially in the primate family that have not developed such, um, cognitive ability. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty neat. I mean, I think what you were talking about, Richard, with the, the other devices too, you know, and just, um, I think people think that it, you know, going to sleep is as simple as just laying your head on the pillow, you know, and um, kind of just closing your eyes. Um, but, you know, there are so many sleep aids now that are not chemically um, induced, you know, that people can do to really improve their sleep. Um, like you mentioned with the melatonin and um, even like the pillow or the like the blackout curtains, like blackout curtains are another thing that's just huge to me. Um, I usually will actually bring like clothespins with me uh, to a hotel or something to close the blind because um, or I'll bring like post-it notes to cover up the clock, um, <laughs> the, the light from the clock. Yep. So it's there's just there's little things that you can do to optimize um, your sleep. Are there any that you didn't mention that you would recommend um, people to do to get a better night's sleep other than your pillow? Yeah. Um, again, start with the easy stuff. Um, Again, light is probably one of the number one things that can affect your sleep. So everyone tells you don't take smartphones into the bedroom or at least get them away from you. You, know, you can put them on airplane mode and the alarm still works, at least on the phones I've tried. If you go to a hotel, right, bring some duct tape 
or bring something, cover up all those those LEDs and lights because they're all over the place. You know, the fire alarm, I mean, everything. Clothes pin the curtains. You need darkness to sleep in, especially when you're traveling. You know, you can't control that environment as much. You know, you don't want noise. You don't want people bothering you or, you know, things like that. Put the do not disturb sign on the store, is the store, you know, I mean, uh, sorry, the door. This is all for hotel rooms and stuff. Um, and make sure you have adequate time for sleep. And, if you, you know, if you know that melatonin helps you fall asleep faster, for instance, or meditation or whatever it is, like you need to do a little bit of planning for your sleep and really take some extra care to make sure that you can sleep well, because it's just it's critical. It's It's just as important as anything else you can do. Because like I said, I, I don't need to tell anybody. If you, everyone here knows when you slept horribly, it ruins your whole day, you know? So what are you, you going to do? Give up two hours or your whole day is shot or your whole day is like in a fog? You know, to me, it's like not even a trade-off. So so that's one do trick. Ever, um, do you ever use blue yeah. light blocking glasses at all? On my phone and on the computers, I have there's like a program called F.Lux that turns it, yeah. uh, you know, a sunset hits to like a reddish orange hue. So I do right. that. Um and then in the rooms, we just looked at getting some uh, light bulbs that, you know, will block the, uh, you know, the blue light and everything. So I do what That's I cool. can. Oh, caffeine too. I mean, I've, I've uh, tested it. You know, I still fall asleep when I have caffeine, but as I get older, I have to have less and less of it because I wake up three, four, five times in the night, you know, instead of once or twice. So yeah, actually, anyway, I'm rambling, but, but what I would say with sleep, I'm rambling here, but you may not be able to fix your sleep totally, but look at what is negatively affecting your sleep. So is it taking you like two hours to fall asleep? Okay, if, if so, work on that. If um, you wake up five times a night, how can you get it to waking up twice a night or once a night? If you're only sleeping six hours, at least do seven, you know? Whatever it is that's affecting your sleep, you know, oh, uh, in the morning I wake up because the light's coming in my bedroom. Well, work on that piece of it that's hurting your sleep and that'll get you there fastest, you know? But it takes work. It takes thinking and effort to find out what's going on. I'll say um, the best thing that I've done for sleep you mentioned, and that was getting my smartphone out of the room. And the problem wasn't that I was looking at it like before I fell asleep, that I was getting light from it. The problem was that I would wake up and just like look at the phone and check it randomly throughout the night. Not for any particular mm-hmm. reason, not like I was looking for a text or anything. It just was one of those things where I'd look at the the actual time or like, see if there's any text on it or whatever. And it became such a problem that when I took it out of the room, I don't have anything. I don't even put my alarm, like I can turn off the face of it. So I can't see the time. I don't even look at that. So like I literally, if I'm tossing, it's just to change my position and I'm back asleep. Yeah. Here's something interesting that I figured out. Like if you wake up during the night, every second counts. Literally, if you're awake for seven seconds versus three seconds, you're you're much less likely to fall back asleep. Or if you have to go to the bathroom, do not turn the lights on. Try to have like minimal lighting or no lighting and just know the path to the bathroom. Because you expose yourself to light or you're awake, like literally every second you're awake, it's less likely you'll fall back asleep. And I tested this. Like, let's say I was really thirsty and I had a glass of water by the bed and it was a really bad night. Like my nose was stuffed up and the room was dry. I literally like a couple of times put a water bottle in the bed right next to me. So I could just like kind of wake up, sip it, cap it, and put it right next to me. And it saved me like two seconds of waking up, but it made a huge difference. So sometimes yeah. little things like that are like super important. That's a good point. Yeah, I think that's a great, that's a great point. Um, 
because I know, like, I know we've done some things to improve that. Like you're saying, like, um, I don't, I hate when I turn on lights. My wife turns on lights in the middle of the night because um, it wakes me up immediately. So one thing that we've, yeah, one thing we've done is we've put um, there's a like a toilet light um, that you can install, and it's basically motion motion censored, um, and it you can make it different colors and stuff. So I have it set to red. Um, since that's the kind of lower spectrum of, of light, um, that way I can kind of like minimize the light that's being shined. Uh, and then another silly thing is, is that I would walk across the house, um, to go, you know, to the fridge and stuff. And like you said, um, every second counts and, and I know that. So that's why I try to, you know, have that cup of water by the bed or, you know, use the bathroom closest to me and stuff of that nature. Cause, um, I think there's little things that, I mean, you mentioned a slew of things that are great ideas that, um, you know, people can do to really optimize their sleep. Yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I like think you, said, you, you gotta, you gotta hack away at it bit by bit by bit to get to uh, the place you want to be. It's not like a two second fix. So Richard, I know that you have to go here soon. Um, so again, could you repeat where people can find you and just more, uh, that you want to talk about with your product? Yeah. Okay. So for the pillow, uh, the website is, goodnightsleepproject.com. That's the name of the company. And the name is exactly what I want. It's a project to help people have more good nights. So goodnightsleepproject.com. Um, I, I am going to be coming out with a book on sleep, I think in the next probably 60 days or less. Um, so that'll be on Amazon and Kindle. And that'll be announced on the website and everything. And it's just detailing all the problems I've had. And uh, I've talked to over 120 sleep professionals myself trying to figure out every trick in the book. Um, so it's all my knowledge that I've distilled from those podcasts and just my own experiences. So those are resources for people. Awesome. Great. Yeah, Richard, it's been a pleasure having you on. And um, I'm looking forward to checking out your pillow and some uh, pillows myself. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's been a pleasure. And uh, best of luck to you on your inventors and uh, especially the book coming up. Yeah, thanks so much for yeah, coming thanks, on. Man. No problem. Thank you. All right, Richard. Thank you very much. Um, You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you. Thank you.